This is the Sanctuary LA podcast. We are a real church for real people in the heart of downtown Los Angeles. You may be seated. Open your Bibles here, and we're going to jump right into the Word of God and, and, and talk about just a three-part series the next three weeks. Happy Christmas. Some people are like, man, you're mis- mixing, missing that, mixing that up. It's Merry Christmas. No, in, in the UK, they say Happy Christmas. So that's what, we, that's what we're going to do. Look, look, in Canada, too. Do they say it in Canada, too? No, they say Merry Christmas. Okay. Um, but I'm going to talk about, because sometimes the holidays can have an element of difficulty to it, sometimes. For, you know, somebody say amen. Um, and because I think sometimes um, the, the world and just the way it's perceived to be something and you don't have those things or you don't quite want to fit into that context and you don't have to, it's, like, it's very much a cultural thing, can I, if I could say that. But man, we're going to keep it all about Jesus and keep it simple. And, and, and sometimes you got you to gotta discipline yourself to enjoy the holidays sometimes because it's crazy out there. People shopping, wanting stuff, um, you know what I mean? Just cutting in line and on the freeway and parking at the mall and and, and, and like, look at the person that you know. They can get a little worked up around the holidays. Go ahead and look at them right now. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Don't look at them. Um, um, but, but I'm going to talk about, you know, we, like, we're going to have a happy Christmas. We're going to have a merry Christmas. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm going to have a merry Christmas. Merry. Say it again. Say, I'm going to have a merry Christmas. Merry. Say this with me. Say, I'm going to have a happy Christmas. All right, this is the holidays. These are holy days, and we're going to celebrate Jesus. So I just want to give you three things about um, really um, living in, in, in through the holiday season and, and, and being able to navigate sometimes the difficult things that can happen as a result of the holidays. And so I just wanted to start with this quote here, actually, um, uh, from, uh, from Bob Hope. This is what he said. He says, my idea of Christmas, whether it be old-fashioned or modern, is very simple, loving others. All right, somebody say amen. And he says, it says, come to think of it, why do we have to wait for Christmas to do that? Right? I'm going to say it again. My idea for Christmas, that's Bob Hope. Everybody shout out to Bob Hope. My idea for Chris, of Christmas, whether it be old-fashioned or modern, is very simple, loving others. My idea of church is simple, loving others. One of our core values as a church is love people. Actually, that's at the top of the list. Passion for God and love people. Uh, come to think of it, why do we have to wait for Christmas to do that? And, and so this is the thing, is many times in the holidays, and if you want to turn your Bibles to Romans chapter 12, and, and I'll read that in a second, you can just turn there, Romans chapter 12, um, in the holidays, um, many times because of, um, and I'm speaking from experience, because of the holidays bring people together that wouldn't normally hang out together. Am I, can I say, can I get an Amen. Holidays kind of, and that's great and it's cool in some ways, but sometimes it can be difficult because you wouldn't normally be around them. It's just holidays have obligated you to show up with your white element, uh, white elephant gift, right, to the party. Um, And so, and and many times we're around people that there's things that maybe haven't been dealt with because we haven't really interacted with them, but because it's the holidays, we find ourselves at the dinner table with them or at whatever, hanging out with them and stuff like that. And so I just want to give you some tools, some keys about navigating that. And the thing about dealing with difficult people, has anybody ever dealt with a difficult person? Has anybody ever um, anybody in this room that has been difficult for you to deal with at times yeah (laughs) Um, and so difficult people anybody in here have you ever been the difficult person yes all right 
To the right, they're honest. To the left, they're honest. Up in here, y'all, none of y'all. Point to the person that is different. Yeah, there you go. Thank you. Thank you, Cookie, for being honest back there. I appreciate that, being honest. The young folks are being honest. That's awesome. I love that. We got it. The future looks bright when young people are honest. Come on, somebody. All right. And so this is the thing, but in dealing with that, I'm just going to jump into the first point, even before we read Romans 12, is the, how do I learn to deal with difficult people is we need to be honest with ourselves. And this is the first point is that I can be difficult too sometimes. Right? Somebody say amen. Don't be so quiet. This is happy Christmas. Let's say this together. Look at the person next to you and tell them, I can be. Come on, look at the person next to you and tell them. Say this. Repeat after me. I can be difficult too sometimes. Not all the time, but sometimes. I can be difficult. You could ask my wife, just sometimes, I'm just, you know, I got myself a little rhythm of difficulty. I find myself difficult with her sometimes. It's usually her fault, though, most of the time. But, um, but this isn't about her. This is about the word. It's about us getting better. But, um, and I'm just joking. But, but the thing about dealing with difficult people is we have to go into it knowing and being aware that, you know what, I think we would slow our roll a little bit if we went into it going, you know what, I can be difficult too sometimes. Come on, somebody. Don't be so quiet in here. All right. And so here we go. Check out Romans chapter 12, verse 3. It says this. It says, for I say, this is verse 3 in Romans chapter 12, for I say, through the grace given to me, here he is, to everyone who is among you. He's speaking about a context of community among you, everyone that's among you, people you hang out with, people you're connected with, um, among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think. In dealing with difficult people, we need to understand that I got some issues myself. And when we come that way, we will, we'll, we'll come more humble, right? We'll, we'll approach it. And this is the thing. Other people's issues will cause pride to rise up in us. And I know none of you have that. You've never dealt with pride. You have never had that, whatever it is you do, that staunch, hard face. I'm fine. I'm fine. I don't have a problem. It's not my issue. Oh, I, I can tell. <laughs> yeah. Right? But to not think of himself more highly than he ought. It's not talking about confidence. It's talking about going beyond the parameters of confidence into a space where you demean somebody else because you are lifting yourself above. It is, this is what you call um, stepping outside the boundaries of confidence into pride, okay? And so that's what it's saying. To think, don't think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly or to stay within proper boundaries when dealing with other people. And this is the thing. I don't believe, I believe everybody in here is just good people. I believe there's some good people in here, great people. Look at your neighbor and say, you're some good people. Tell them. Tell them you're some good people. I, I don't, I, and what I'm saying here is, is, you, is you can be good and your motive's good. You're not trying to manipulate or trying to twist anything. Um, look at your neighbor and tell them, I'm some good people. All right? I'm some good people. I'm, we're some good. How many of you believe Sanctuary LA is some good people? Right? Let me ask again. How many of you believe Sanctuary LA is some good people? some good people. We got issues, but we're good people. We, we might drool and stutter sometimes and limp our way into church, but I'm, I'm some good people. Drooling, twitching, 
Whatever it is, issues, working it out. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm just working it out. I'm just working it out. I'm going through it. We used to say that a lot when I was a young adult. When, when, when you know, I was in the community of young adults, that was a phrase we used a lot. Like, what's up with so-and-so? They're going through it, okay? You ever use that? they going through it. And you knew when you said they going through it, oh, okay, be sensitive when you're around them. Be encouraging, smile, love them, right? Look at, look at, look, look at your neighbor and say, I'm just going through it. I'm just going, I'm just going through it. I'm going through it. What's up, what's up? They just going through it, right? So, but this is the thing is we're going through it. No, that's the thing. I'm, I'm going through I'm not living in it. I'm going through it. I have no problem people going through it. But me, as, as, a, as a spiritual leader, as a pastor, I, 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 I would never want anybody to live in it. I want you to go through it. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. The, you know, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. His rod and his staff come for you. I'm going to go through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. I'm not going to camp out, hang out, and identify my whole, my whole identity around the, the valley of death, but I don't, I don't mind us. As a, we'll, we'll go ahead. We'll walk through some stuff, though. Come on, somebody. All right, I'm going through it. I'm going through it. Hallelujah. feels good saying it. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm going through it. Right? Don't camp out. Don't set up shop. Don't get comfortable. But let's go through it. All right? And, and when we uh, walk through in this holiday season, number one, let's go into it going, you know what? I can be difficult too sometimes. And what I'm saying is this. You're good people, man. You got... Jesus inside of you. You're walking with God. You're learning how to walk with God. You're, you aren't where maybe you feel like you should be, but praise God, you're not, you're not where you were. All right, because you have gone through some things. You are walking with God. You are going from glory to glory. I'm thankful for the glory I'm in, and I'm especially thankful that I'm out of the glory I wasn't in. You know what I'm saying? That wasn't glory back there. That was some, some other stuff. All right? I've come through some stuff. We've come through some stuff. And this is the thing is, is that it's, it's funny, though, because as, 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 as pure-hearted and, and open to the Lord we are, it is the, the weaknesses and the carnality and flesh in others that seem to cause us to look at the wrong that's in us sometimes. I know I'm not going to get any amens on that one. But I'll be fine. Come out of my prayer closet. Loving Jesus. Hallelujah. And then someone cuts me off on the freeway. I'm, fi I'm fine. Somebody come. Yeah, working it out. Work it out, Pastor Sean. Look at your neighbor and say, work it out. Work it out of you. <laughs> Right? And so, so if we can approach it going, wait, you know what? And, and this is the thing. Other people's weaknesses will bring judgment out of us. We're not trying to. but it's, And especially when you have a strength that they're weak in. you got to be careful that judgment doesn't come out of you or pride doesn't come out of you. But help comes out of you. Jesus walked with some sketchy dudes for three years. Cutting people's ears off, cussing, stealing money. You know what I'm saying? But he was able to walk with them and help them, not judge 
them in it. And I'm saying this during the holiday season because you're just going to find yourself around people who get on your nerves. I'm not trying to prophesy. I'm just saying it's just the nature of the holidays. It's a beautiful thing. But this is the thing. It's an opportunity to be Jesus to somebody. All right. And so um, 1 Corinthians 10 verse 12. Here we go. I can be difficult to sometimes. Verse 12, therefore, here it is, let him who thinks he stands take heed lest he fall. Amen? When we can evaluate ourselves, and sometimes you got to, you ever, um, and I'm going to encourage you to this, when you go to these gatherings and you know somebody's going to be there that might be a little difficult, or maybe you know, look, I'm probably the difficult one here because they get on my nerves is to pray before you get there. There's times my wife and I are in the car, we're going from A to B, we're praying. Intercessory prayer time before we get there. <laughs> and there's times, I'll just be honest with you, my, my biological family, we're a broken family. My biological family's all over the place, broken, step this and step that, and half brother and half sister, and sisters I don't even know because of the brokenness and how long ago it happened. I got sisters, I don't even know who they are. But they're blood, they're, they're, they're biological sisters, but there's no connection. Service. I come from a broken environment. So holidays come together. Maybe I'm just preaching to myself this morning. Is this all right? Um, but um, there, there have been times, I remember being sitting, uh, having um, just lunch or something with somebody in my biological family, and my wife was sitting next to me, and this person was on the other side of the table, and they were getting on my nerves. And because um, <clears throat> there was just manipulation coming at me, and um, and it, the inconsistencies in the person across the table coming at me caused my flesh to rise up. And my wife grabbed my leg under the table. And I was like, how? <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> and, 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 and she helped me process it because as, as wrong as it was coming at me, what it caused to rise up in me wasn't right. And so, so, therefore, let him who thinks he stands take heed, lest he fall. And this, this is what I wanted to share with you. Did we have that scripture up there? Take heed. Okay. Um, so 1 Corinthians 10, 12, if you want to write it down. It's a real simple scripture. I'm going to read it again. Then I'm going to tell you what the definition of take heed is. If you're taking notes, take heed, okay? I'm going to give you this. But 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 12, once again, therefore, let him who thinks he stands, thinks you, th you think you're okay, think you got it together, Thank you, can't, you, thank you, you know, uh, everybody else got issues but me. That is the wrong way to approach it, all right? So that's what it's saying. Therefore, let him who thinks he stands take heed. Look at the person next to you and say, take heed. That's such a deep spiritual word, take heed. Take heed lest he fall. And this is what it means. This is what it means. I'm going to give you the definition. This is powerful. And I, I shared that example of me at, having lunch and my wife sitting there. And I, I, I was able to observe, say, wow, like that was wrong. But the way I was about to respond was wrong. All right. I could have been right in my what was wrong. But my method, the way it rolled out of my face all up in here, not so much here, but here. You can see it on my face. My wife grabbed. She could probably feel it. I was angry. I was about to. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I was about to do. But my wife accountability man she grabbed my leg I was like homegirl has a grip you know <laughs> she she did it smooth too she was like <laughs> you wouldn't have known you would not have known and unless you put two and two together because I like 
Thank you, baby. Thank you for helping her brother out. Come on, give it up for Crystal Gale for helping me out. <laughs> All right. So this is what take heed means. It means to see something um, in the physical realm, the natural realm, and know that it has a spiritual result. Okay, take heed. Okay. Uh, it really, that's where you get the word perception. Okay. I saw something in the natural realm, the, what was coming at me, this, and, and I had to take, my wife was basically by grabbing my leg, she's like, take heed, man of God. Do not go down that road. <laughs> take heed. And it means to see something in the natural and slow, and let me break it down a different way. Slow your roll. Does that make sense? Pump your brakes. Skirt. Look at your neighbor and say, skirt. <laughs> so slow your roll. That's what it means. I'm going to say it again. It means to pause. So hold on. Don't do it yet. Because what take heed means, means I'm seeing something happen, but I, if I respond a certain way, it's going to have a spiritual effect and a spiritual result that isn't godly. It's not the Holy Spirit. It's not Jesus. And so I'm going to slow my roll. I'm going to take heed. I'm going to see it through before I act. And that's what it means. I'm going to read this. To carry out what is seen in the natural realm into the non-physical realm. So a person, this is what it, it's breaking down, is so a person can take, so I can take the needed action, response. It means to be aware or alert. Okay, so when we go into the holidays and we're walking through this, we need to take heed as believers because the main purpose of this is so we can be Jesus for somebody. Be Jesus for somebody where, where there's difficult, where it's difficult. And, and you can write this scripture down. I won't have it on the screens, but in 1 Peter 5, verse 5, it says, be submissive to one another and clothed with humility. For God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. God resists the proud. But if we come humble, he will give us grace to walk through it. All right? And so, uh, and this is, this is my second point, is difficulty can be an opportunity for destiny. Difficulty can be, not all the time, but it can be an opportunity for destiny. I'm going to say it again. And turn in your Bibles to Genesis chapter 50. It's a story of Joseph. We're going to read a portion of that. Um, but difficulty can be an opportunity for destiny. And as you're turning to Genesis chapter 50, Joseph was sold into slavery by his brothers. And first he was thrown into a pit, lied about to his father that he was dead. And then he started to go through a lot, went to jail. Um, um, he had to suffer the, uh, for a crime he didn't commit. He was lied about again and again, and God still ended up moving him up into a place of influence and authority, and he became the second in command to the ruling power of the day. But it started with his brothers doing evil to him. And so, but his difficulty was turned into an opportunity for destiny. Okay, and so don't ever, when we were praying in Growth Track this morning with those that were in attendance at Growth Track, I was praying over them and just um, talking about how God uses everything. He'll use your pain. He'll use your difficulty. He'll use everything about your life and your journey for his purposes. He may not have caused all the pain. Many times we've caused it, and the things done to us wasn't our fault, but it was done to us. But I'm here to tell you right now, God will use every ounce of your experience and your journey for his glory. He has a way 
way of redeeming pain, redeeming rejection, redeeming insecurities, redeeming abandonment, redeeming your mama and your daddy weren't there, they left you or whatever. He'll redeem being mistreated. He'll redeem being shut out from, from this or that. God will redeem it all. He did that for Joseph. And so here it is at the, kind of the end of his life and he is, um, his father had died and his brothers come to him now from a different perspective. In verse 16, it says this. So they sent messengers to Joseph saying, before your father died, he commanded saying, he sent messengers to Joseph. Thus you shall say to Joseph, I beg you, please forgive the trespass of your brothers. Forgive us for throwing you into a pit, for lying to dad about you and selling you to slavery. Forgive them. So they sent messengers first of their sin, for they did evil to you. Somebody say difficulty. Has anybody ever done evil to you? Yes, I'm sure we've had multiple experiences. Now, please, here it is again. Forgive the, press, the trespass or the sin, the offense of the servants of the God of your father. And Joseph wept when they spoke to him. He cried. Then his brothers also went. They followed the messenger and fell down before his face. And they said, behold, we are your servants. Joseph said to them, Joseph said to them, do not be afraid, for I am in the place of God. Wow. This brother, he, he's looking at the ones that sold him into slavery, rejected him. I mean, you, how many emotional problems do you think Joseph had to work out? His own brothers did him dirty, sold him into slavery. He's in jail. I, I mean, just at the first jail sentence, I'd be like, man, God, where are you? Why did I grow up in the family I grew up in? Did me wrong like that. Lied about me. I'm a slave. Now I'm in jail. And then this girl lying about me, saying I'm trying to rip her clothes off. I'm trying to run away from her. Crazy woman. Coming after me. But he said, do not be afraid. I am in the place of God. So it's so powerful that even when you're done wrong by people, if you continue to walk with God, God's hand is going to be on your life. <laughs> that they, and, and really what that means in Hebrew, I'm in the place of God, it literally means do not be afraid. He just basically, if you look it up, it's just the name of God, Elohim. He said, don't be afraid, Elohim, which means don't be afraid. God is here. The supreme ruler is on me. Man, so when you go to your holiday parties, your family gatherings, just walk up in there and say, do not be afraid. <laughs> Elohim. <laughs> Don't be like, you are tripping. You need, you've been drinking too much eggnog over there, Tina. Get off the eggnog. No. <laughs> I don't like eggnog. Anybody else like? I don't know. I mean, it's a, yeah, you like it. That's a required taste. I'm like, anybody try to drink eggnog and you're like, ah, not gonna happen. No? Okay. It's okay. I'm not making fun of you if you like it. It's okay. We're, everybody's different. We're a real church for real people, but I'm not about that eggnog. Okay. Anyways, do not be afraid for I am in the place of God. Here we go. But as for you, you meant evil against me. But God meant it for good in order to bring. See, difficulty can be an opportunity for destiny. This was difficult. 
This was a difficult situation. And Joseph had the maturity within his own spirit and his heart to go, man, you did, you did me dirty, but look at God. He didn't deny it. He didn't try to push away. He actually said, yeah, y'all, y'all, y'all tried to mess me up, but it's okay because God's got my back. And so he had the maturity to, to digest being done wrong right. Being done wrong isn't right, but you can process it right. Oh, in Christ, you, can pro- you might have a right, a reason to be offended, but in Christ you have no right to stay offended. Mm, Jesus, I'm going to say it again and maybe I'll get some amens. But you have a reason to be hurt and offended, but you have no right to stay that way. Mm, Jesus, help me, Lord. I feel like I'm all alone out here. I won't look at their faces when I preach the truth. Yeah, I'm going to stay focused on Jesus. All right. But I'm going to say it again to get some more smiles out of you. But you might have a reason to be offended, but you have no right in Christ to stay that way. He died for that. Look at your neighbor and say, he died for that. He died for Tell him, tell him again. Say, he died for that too. Look back at me. He said, that other one, tell him that other one that you did. Yeah, he died for that one too. Come on, one more. Say that other one, that other relation. Yeah, he died for that one too. That other one, that other one, and another one. Another one. He died for all of it. Do not be afraid, for I'm in the place of God. But as for you, you meant evil against me. But God, but God, but God, but God, but God. Dealing with difficult people. But God. Being done wrong by people in your family. But God. Being done wrong by people that have no business doing you wrong. They just want to do you wrong because they're nasty. But God. But God meant it. God meant it for good. God just flipped it. God flipped the script. Now y'all are asking me for food. Now you want me to serve you dinner, but God, but God meant it for good. He meant it for good. He, he, he will take anything. Don't ever think you're at a dead end that everything you went through. Oh no, no. God wants to use that too. He used Joseph drama. He used Moses drama. He used apostle Paul's drama. He used David to have some drama. Abram. Mm. He had an old girl in the house getting busy with somebody else. Used it. Still. Still called him. I'm not justifying sin, but God will use you and use it on your journey of deliverance. But God meant it for good in order, in order to bring it about as it is this day to save many people alive. Now, therefore, do not be afraid. Look at this is his response to them doing to them doing him dirty. I will provide for you and your children and be comforted. And he comforted them and spoke kindly to them. Look at your neighbor and say, take heed. (laughs) He spoke kindly to them. I'm going to say it again. And he comforted those people. He comforted the bad guys. He spoke kindly to the wrongdoers. He spoke kindly. He says, I'm going to provide for you. God has blessed me, and the blessing on me is about to get on my enemies. I will provide for you and your children. He basically said, look, I got a, I got a, I got a retirement plan for you and your family. And he spoke kindly to them. This is my last point. This is my last point. Lean 
in this, this holiday season, this Christmas, happy Christmas, lean into community. Lean into those opportunities to connect with others. Lean into community, okay? Uh, I, I can be difficult too sometimes. We got to go into it just knowing that. And, 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 and I think if we go into it like that, we're going to be a little bit more forgiving, show a little bit more mercy, be like, you know, I'll water off a duck's back. I've done far worse than this. Sometimes we got to just think about that crazy, the crazy stuff you used to do. I know none of you never did anything too crazy, but some of us in here, you got to just think about what you got away with. What God, the people laughing are the ones that identify with me. It's okay. It's a real church for real people. There's some, you, every last one of us has done a thing or two just nasty, just wrong. And, and if I, and I'm not saying to re, bring that up to bring shame. I'm just saying to bring humility. Man, look at God. My, I have a good attorney, Jesus. He's the best attorney, man. He's a, he's a, he's my counselor. I just call the counselor to the witness stand <laughs> and the blood of Jesus just gets me off the hook. And and if we approach other people in their difficulty from that perspective, I'm telling you right now, we'll be in tears just praying for them before we ever just try to pull a sword out and start stabbing them and bringing judgment on them and condemnation and shutting them in a corner because of their stuff. But, you know, think about Jesus. They they brought that woman caught in the act of adultery trying to throw stones at him, and Jesus shut the whole party down. Says, you without sin, you, you go ahead and throw the first stone. And they just started dropping rocks. Okay, I'm out. I got way too, I'm not, I'm not trying for him to bring my, I'm going to get out of here, right? And then he looked at her and he said, um, you know, who, who are your condemners? And they left. Well, I don't condemn you either. Go and sin no more. Think about the pure, sinless, perfect son of God dealt with a gross, grotesque sin in real time like that. And we in the holidays, all right, it's the holiday season. We got to love people. We got to do what Bob Hope said. You know, it's about loving people and lean into community. Difficulty, I'm going to say my points again, then I'm going to read my last scripture as the worship team comes up here. I can be difficult too sometimes. Difficulty can be an opportunity for destiny. Destiny doesn't always feel good, you know, but there is an opportunity. You got to see your relationships and your placement in this world around the people you're around. That is destiny. I can look back on my childhood growing up in, in, in the environment I grew up in. It's nothing that God had intentionally caused on me, but he has meant it for good. Everything I went through. Galatians chapter 5, verse 3. Galatians chapter 5, verse 3. Thir- sorry, 13. Galatians chapter 5, verse 13. Here we go. And lean into community. And the reason, I'll read the scripture, but the reason I want to close with lean into community um, is that sometimes because of the gift difficulty, hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. I'm going to teach you something here. 
I'm teaching you something, church. Because of the difficulty, we retreat from community. And that's the last thing God wants you to do. Because of the difficulty of people, because of their issues, many times, and sometimes this is a personality thing, but I want to encourage you that even though community can, can kind of cause difficulty, and that's the nature of people and our relationships, but I want to encourage you, even in the difficulty, lean into it, because you don't realize, I was saying this in growth chat, that God's number one concern is your relationship with him. His number two concern, absolute concern, is your relationship with other people. There is nothing else more important to God than your relationship with him and secondarily your relationship with other people. It's not your success, and that's beautiful and great. It's not your individual purpose. It's your relationship with the people in your world. God said the two commandments, love the Lord thy God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And the second is just like it, love your neighbor as yourself. There is nothing more important in your life and my life than my relationship with God through Christ and my relationship with other people. That if we get those two right, everything else in our life will line up. Everything else is predicated on that. So the holiday season is all about Jesus. And I'm telling you right now, it's all about my relationship with other people, even if at times those people can be difficult. Galatians chapter 5, verse 13. Lean into community. For you, brethren, have been called to liberty, and only, only do not use liberty or your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh. Here it is. But through love, serve one another. Lean in to community. That the difficulty, don't use the difficulty as an opportunity to get in your flesh. Use the difficulty as an opportunity to love and serve. Easier said than done. But this is, this is the gospel. This is the gospel. The gospel is humanity's relationship with God in Christ and our relationship with one another. Through all the difficulties of life, if you can put those two at the top of your list, happy Christmas, keep it about Jesus and keep it about others, loving others. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Thank you for listening to the Sanctuary LA podcast. Tune in again next week and stay awesome and be blessed.